As I record this particular episode, we're now at the end of the year, with only a few days left before we start 2021. And as we look back over the year we've all just had in 2020, suffice to say that it has been a really challenging year in a lot of respects. Now, no matter where you are in life or in business, no matter what religion you follow, no matter what sex you are, what age you are, how rich you are, what your status is, what politics you follow, even what sport you follow, there's no doubt that 2020 will go down as an extraordinary year in that it has affected everyone and on a global scale. There's never been a year like it. Yes, as a population, we've had challenging years in the past, whether it be our grandparents that went through the wars or the series of recessions, the stock market crashes, or even the recent global recession that we had between 2007 and 2009. But none of them have come close to the global impact that COVID-19 has had on everyone. And the implications will be felt for many, many years to come in a myriad of different ways. How much longer of it lasts is anyone's guess. Nobody can say for certain. But that doesn't mean that we give up. It doesn't mean that we stop moving forward. While we've all had a challenging year, there's no doubt that we all learned new things, not only about ourselves, but about others and other things. And it's with those new learnings that we go into a new year, a new year where we hope that things will be better. Would it have its challenges too? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But if we don't face each new year or each new day with hope and a belief that things will get better, well, then we're just giving up. And that's not a way forward. It's not about giving up. It's not about letting someone or something else win. It's about staying true to yourself and in what you believe in and staying on your mission and what you want to achieve. Because with that, then you can find a way through or even around the challenges that are faced. I mentioned before in a previous episode about a person by the name of Corrie ten Boom. Now, Corrie ten Boom was an extraordinary lady that survived a concentration camp during the war and she wrote a book called The Hiding Place. And the reason I want to mention her on this particular episode is because I want to talk about gratitude. And there are two reasons why I want to talk about gratitude. Firstly, there's a lot of people that talk about gratitude, but it's not actually properly understood. And secondly, it can be easy to be grateful for things when, when everything is going well in your life. But how on earth do you be grateful when things are challenging? And therefore, what better time to talk about gratitude when not only has everyone had a challenging year, but they've also gone through a very, very different and challenging Christmas. And given that we're nearly at the end of an extraordinary year and about to begin a new year, it's usually a time to reflect. And therefore, there's no better time to talk about gratitude and to give you some pointers to consider. So let's start with the reasons why it's good to bring gratitude into your life, or as they say, to have an attitude of gratitude. Being grateful changes your mind, your body and your energy. So what do I mean by that? Well, when you're being grateful, you feel more joyful, you become more focused and you have more optimism and positivity in your life. So by being more joyful, optimistic and focused, your mind operates very differently. When you're being grateful, your blood pressure reduces, your stress levels reduce and you sleep much better, all of which are good for your mind and your body. And next, when you're being grateful, you have a higher energy and you feel lighter. So being grateful affects your mind, your body and your energy. It puts you in a better form and therefore you can tackle challenges more easily. Now, not only does it make your mind more focused, it also focuses your attention because by looking and observing what to be grateful for, you're also focused on bringing more into your life to be grateful for. So you actually end up with a cycle of being grateful for things and being focused on more things to be grateful for 
which then brings in more things to be grateful for and therefore it goes on and on and on. And when things are challenging and tough, by being grateful means that you're seeing some of the positives from the challenging circumstances you're experiencing, which then means that the circumstances become less challenging in your mind's eye. And because you're seeking the positives to be grateful for, then you're balancing your perceptions of challenging circumstances. And by balancing your perceptions, you're therefore maintaining equilibrium in the pendulum of life that I spoke about on earlier episodes. And by maintaining equilibrium, then you're more aligned with your executive center, your unconscious and the superconscious. And so by being more in equilibrium, then you bring about more of what you want and achieve things easier and faster. Also, by being grateful, you're more positive and people want to be around people that are positive. If you go back to the book by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, then you'll understand that being positive is important. Being grateful also increases your immune system. And if you don't believe me, Google the scientific research for yourself. So if you want to protect yourself against COVID-19, it's good to be grateful. Also, being grateful increases your self-worth, your self-love and your self-belief. And as you know from previous episodes, these are the three pillars that make up confidence. So if you want to increase your confidence, then being grateful will definitely help you in that regard. So you can see there are many, many ways in which being grateful is actually beneficial to us. There are many other deeper ways in which being grateful is beneficial, which I'm not going to go through on this podcast because it's something that I go through with my clients. So what is being grateful? Well, think of being grateful as being thankful, thankful for everything, your circumstances, your environment, the events that show up in your life, your your challenges, the people that are in your life, the situations you face yourself in, the emotions you're feeling. Being grateful is not just for the person that serves you your coffee. It's for everything in your life, both what you perceive as being good or bad, because there's neither good or bad. It's being grateful for everything. And something that comes up for people as well, when should I be grateful and what are the practices I should follow in order to practice being grateful? And I can completely understand this question because many years ago when I came across gratitude and things were pretty shitty in my life, And being a person that is analytical and always looking for a system or a process to follow, I too asked this question. So here's where I started off when it came to being grateful. Firstly, I started keeping a journal every night before I went to sleep. And I used to list down all the things I was grateful for in my life and what happened throughout the day. But here's the main reason why I did that exercise. Because I learned that by doing it late at night before I fell to sleep, I was actually programming my unconscious by doing the exercise. Then when I woke up the next day, I would feel better as opposed to going to sleep all stressed out and worrying about different things and focused on all the bad things in my life. And when I found the benefits materialising in my own life, I encouraged my clients to do exactly the same practice. Then I started doing journaling in the morning and writing down all the things I was grateful for. And it became part of my morning routine. And what happened was this focused me for the day and it also improved my mood for the day ahead. So I had a nighttime routine and I had a morning routine. So that might be something that you might want to consider and bring into your life for the year ahead. But let me go a bit deeper with you on this one. Many people already write out a list of things that they're grateful for. And they might write out three things or they might write out ten things. And then they're done. They've done the job. In other words, they've done the task. Because that's how they've viewed it. That's how they've approached it. It's a task. Gratitude is not a task. It's a way of being. If you're not feeling grateful then you're not being grateful. You can make a list as long as you want of all the things you perceive you're grateful for, 
But if you're not feeling grateful, then you're not being grateful. If you don't have that inner emotional heart opening reaction to what you're being grateful for, then you're not being grateful. All along, I said it was about being grateful, not about doing gratitude. Doing gratitude is not going to make a blind bit of difference in your life. You might as well make a shopping list of all the things that you need from the grocery store if you're going to do gratitude in that way. Being grateful is a very, very different thing altogether. Therefore, being grateful is not about when you are grateful, meaning do you do it in the morning or do you do it in the evening before you go to sleep? No, it's, it's about being grateful all the time, throughout the whole day, in everything that you do, in all the challenges that you face and all the things you encounter. When you get your coffee from the barista, you're grateful there and then. You don't wait until you're making your list in the evening time. You do it there and then. You're being grateful in that moment, in that event. It's being grateful now, not later tonight or the next morning. It's now, right now, in this very moment. There's no other moment other than this moment. It's being grateful every single moment. And don't worry, I can hear you already say, but Paul, how on earth can I be grateful? when I'm in a moment of sheer desperation and when things are all around me are just, well, shitty. <laughs> and that's the reason why I mentioned Cory Ten Boom earlier. You see, Cory Ten Boom described in her book all the desperate things that were going on while she was in the concentration camp. The lack of food, the freezing cold, the inhumane circumstances and the environment, the things that they had to do to each other, the death and the stench that they lived through, the loss of her sister and her father, the lack of hope of ever getting out, everything that would be anyone's worst nightmare. And in her book, she describes that in the dormitory where they all slept, it was full of fleas and cockroaches and stench, so much so that even the guards wouldn't go into the dormitory to check on the prisoners. And she too, at the time, couldn't make out how on earth she could be grateful for what she was actually going through. Even thinking about it yourself, how could you be grateful for those circumstances where you're being locked down in a concentration camp with no hope of ever getting out? And she describes in her book how challenging it was for her to be grateful and it took quite a while for her to be able to bring herself to be grateful for her circumstances. But eventually she found out what she was grateful for. You see, because the dormitory was so bad, the guards didn't enter because they didn't want to catch the fleas and the disease. But what Cory Ten Boom realised one evening was that they were able to read the Bible in peace without being disturbed by the guards. It was a Bible that they managed to keep hidden from the guards and they were able to have their circle amongst the women in the dormitory and to have that sanctuary for themselves without being challenged by the guards and having the Bible being confiscated. So what she was grateful for was the fleas and the cockroaches as they kept the guards out of the dormitory. So you see, as we come to an end of a very challenging year, there are many, many things that we can be grateful for if we only take the time to look for them. And as I said, it's not about listing out all the things you're grateful for, but more about being grateful for the things that you're grateful for. Imagine the gifts that you gave to people that were nearest and dearest to you in, in the Christmas that we just had. If you felt that they weren't truly grateful for the gifts that they received, well, how would that make you feel? So gratitude is much, much deeper. So maybe now you have a better understanding of what being grateful really means and some of the reasons why it helps us. So right now, what are you actually grateful for? And how are you going to express your gratitude? Because expressing your gratitude is one of the key elements of being grateful. And on that note, I'll leave it there and that's for a much, much deeper conversation. But for now, with only a couple of days now to the new year, 
I want to wish you a very happy new year full of health and happiness for you and your loved ones. And also, thank you so much for listening to my podcast over the past year. I just hope that you found it useful and helpful. And if the subject matter in this particular episode or any of the other episodes for that matter have raised any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Just head over to my website, paulwilliamdavis.com and all the details are there of how you can get in touch. And especially if you want to make next year an absolutely amazing year for yourself. But as always, until next time, I wish you every success.